It's a dreadful call and Chelsea could be in here with Goff who goes for goal and scores! Finds the back of the net! Henri! What a goal! Inspiration for Arsenal from Thierry Henri! Miller, lovely cushion header for The Ghost Goal Podcast. Welcome back to another preview pod for the Ghost Goal Podcast. I'm Alex, here with Javier. I finally remembered to introduce us for the first time in weeks. Uh, there's no entry tonight, but uh, the show must go on. We're here to preview a Interesting round of fixtures this weekend. Uh, headlining that is going to be Arsenal and Manchester City in the last game on uh, Sunday. We'll get to that near the end. Of course, we'll get to our bets of the week in a second. Uh, Javier, how you doing? Uh, Arsenal uh, finished their Europa League group qualifying, yeah, coming back from 2-0 down today. By. There was a moment today where we weren't qualifying. You were down 2-0. We were down 2-0, and Frankfurt were winning 2-1 against Victoria. In the end, somehow, Victoria, Victoria flipped the game 1-3-2, um, which ended up meaning that our uh, even a loss wouldn't have would have actually we still would have qualified. Well, no, you would have had to lose like five nil because it was Liège who were the ones in third trying to like catch you guys, and you guys had beaten them four nil at home. So, I mean, you were two nil down with like twenty minutes to go. I wasn't watching it, but I was looking at the score to see if you guys like did the ultimate choke. But right. no, you guys went through on in first. Yeah, no, but we ended up going through with first, and yeah, I mean, it's it's whatever. I'm not. Worried about that. I am. Uh, I am happy though that um, you know a lot. All of our first team was basically rested here. Um, I think Socrates played, um, but was taken off. And uh, players like Mavropanos, who hadn't gotten any game time yet this year, got some game time. And uh, Bukayo Saka actually played left wing back in this game, and uh, got a goal and an assist from that position. So. Couple of interesting uh, performances out there that were that were fun to look at in that, and I don't take too much from Europa League, but a win in the Premier League and qualifying in the Europa League group is just a little bit of positivity at Arsenal. So you could say I'm uh, I'm doing a little bit okay, f- better. Yeah, I mean relative to the last month, that's like that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I hadn't gotten a win for my team in. It had been nine Premier League fixtures. I just like forgotten what it was like to win. So it was just like, yeah, it was miserable watching those games and not expecting a win. Now I can like have like a glimmer of hope that we can do something in games. You know, the Martinelli, Pepe, Aubameyang front three seems really, really dynamic. So we'll see if uh, if it can like what it can do against a team like City. Well, we're going to start, uh, I guess we'll just head on quickly with the uh, Liverpool game against Watford, top team versus bottom team. There was a funny stat floating around this weekend that Watford, even though they're bottom, have more Premier League clean sheets than Liverpool this season. That's crazy. Yeah. That is I thought that was funny. They have three and Liverpool have two. No, uh, but, yeah, I mean, Watford have four and Liverpool have three. Ah, okay. So, I mean, I'm surprised Watford have that many, to be honest. But got a couple nil-nil draws. Right. Yeah. Kike Sanchez Flores special. Exactly. Um, but yeah, they travel up to Anfield, where, if my memory serves me correct, they've been uh, dismantled a good few times the last couple of years when they've gone up to Liverpool, even when they're playing well. So, um, not much hope for them there. And the only the only reason I'm looking at this game is to decide whether or what my 
uh, captain for fantasy is going to be. And I think I'm going to go with Salah. I think he got a hat trick against Watford two years ago when that first season in the Premier League. Yeah, but then you got Leicester against the worst defense in the league in Norwich. You might have to captain the Vardy, who's uh, scored. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't have Vardy, so that's not that's not part of or my... Or Madison. Uh, you my, know that my... they're going to score like four or five goals on Norwich. Yeah, but there's just so many good choices for captains this week. You know, the right, Liverpool home game, you know, Manchester City players. No, no, the Manchester City players at Arsenal. That's going to be no, that's that's not really a good matchup. I don't know about no. like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's true. That's another good one. But yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, tasty looking matchups for uh, fantasy Premier League captain options this weekend. Um, but yeah, Liverpool obviously coming off a 2 0 win against RB Salzburg. Salah, after these last two games, uh, the Champions League one where he scored and then the uh, Bournemouth game last weekend where he scored and assisted, he looks like he's getting back from that injury he suffered uh, against Leicester a few uh, weeks back. Um, so, you know, that's good news Good news for Liverpool, but they still have a couple injuries in midfield like to Fabinho and uh, at the back to Matip and, and I think Lovren even has uh, had an injury recently. So they're, they're starting to... Uh, have the injuries pile up a little bit, but that shill still shouldn't be anything they should be too concerned about at home against Watford, I'm guessing. Um, Andrew, for this game, has uh, one of his best of the week. He's got the Liverpool-Watford over 3.5 goals at plus uh, 106, and uh, has pointed out that this is hit in this fixture at Anfield each of the last three seasons. So yeah, I, I'm not going to be the one to disagree with him. I'm expecting pr- probably a, a four or five goal blowout. Um, so Chelsea will host Bournemouth. Saturday at 10 a.m., one of the uh, 10 a.m. games we're going to talk about. Uh, This fixture I heard recently, uh, since Bournemouth have come up into the Premier League, has been uh, behind Liverpool. Bournemouth have been the team with the most success at Stamford Bridge since they came up into the Premier League. Yeah, you usually have trouble with them, don't you? Yeah. I mean, though it is Liverpool, they've got some key injuries. Yeah, they've got some key injuries, though. Uh, Nathan Nathan Ake and and Callum Wilson are the two two big ones that yeah. I'd be worried about. And those are those are two of their best players at either end of the field, and they're two players that they don't really have good replacements for. Like, everyone's coming down hard on Dominic Solanke uh, the, the past, like, year and a half since he's been at uh, Bournemouth, or I guess the last year since he arrived at Bournemouth for, like, £20 million from Liverpool. He's obviously a Chelsea Academy grad and will be coming back trying to get his career on track. Um, but if that's the best backup at center forward that Bournemouth have for Callum Wilson, then I'm feeling better about they'll, this I mean, one. They'll probably play like Josh King and uh, and then like Frazier and uh, Wilson. Yeah, other Wilson. Yeah. Uh, with Well, I mean, King can play striker, but sometimes this season, how's been benching Frazier and just starting King as a winger with Solanke as the center forward? Like, like I know, I, I agree with you that King, I think he could be, a weapon as the like designated like center forward. I'm more worried about their back. I was getting to I was getting to that, but yeah, they don't have much depth in the back. Yeah, I, th- I think they're going to concede like three or four goals to you guys. Oh God, I'd love that because the, the the main characteristic of Chelsea this season at home has been that we dominate the and con- control games, but we're just not clinical enough. We've been way more clinical on the road against teams like this than we have been at home, where we've only beaten I think Brighton two nil and Newcastle two uh, nil and. Brighton one nil, so it's. Uh, I might have screwed up a few of those scores there, but we're not. We're not like destroying these teams at home. Even the Lille game on Tuesday night, we went up two nil and then conceded with ten minutes to go, and it was nervy. Well, for the I just last know couple. that you didn't keep all those clean sheets in those games because I'm pretty sure Chelsea has like three or four clean sheets too. Yeah, in those home games, uh, I think we might have conceded in in one of those games. That's where I messed up the scores. 
But, you know, th- my point is we created a bunch of chances in those games and should have won like three or four or five nil. And instead only Bor- won Bournemouth like one or two nil. been a really, really bad run of late. I think yeah. five straight losses or something like that. So, But then everyone who's on a bad run of form, like West Ham and Everton, they just get their act together for one game and manage to get points out of us. So I don't, I don't know what to think about teams like that because we seem to be complacent enough against like the Everton's and West Ham's of the world. Bournemouth are 15th place, uh, 16 points, one point above the drop. So they're going to be desperate for sure uh, this weekend. So I would uh, expect them to have a, a good game plan to try and exploit you guys. And like you said, Eddie Howe has had success, so... If there's a time to do it, um, I kind of do think that it's now, and, and you could totally see them. I mean, Chelsea do seem to be the team to, to get teams back on back to winning ways, so let's see if that's what happens here. Yeah, but that being said, the plus 1,000 Bournemouth win, that's just too good of a like, – don't you think? West Ham just came yeah, to Stanford Bridge and won. Yeah, that's crazy. I looked at that. It was like plus 1,000. Like I'm surprised you didn't take that. Just as like just as a troll. <laughs> no, but it's not even like that much of a troll. Like, I mean, because of their injuries, I kind of do think it is. But I, th- I could see them maybe getting a draw. You guys haven't been on great form of late, so especially in the Premier League. Well, I mean, now we have the the two wins in our last three in all competitions. I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, it's it was yeah, I, I agree. It was looking bad, but I don't think it's. Uh, as doom and gloom now that Rudiger's back, now that Jorginho's been put back into the lineup after missing the last two games. Um, yeah, it's. I, I think I think we'll have enough to win this one. I'll say like 3-1 if I were going to give a prediction. Um, but yeah, there could be moments that it's, it's, a, it's a little queasy. But let's move on to the Leicester City-Norwich game, also at 10 a.m. Leicester City hosting uh, Norwich. Notably, Norwich have a terrible away record. So... Like this Liverpool Watford game we just mentioned, all signs point towards Leicester just you know absolutely housing Norwich at home in this one, or they could do their usual two nil and just you know make it boring. Um, do- no, I think this is going to be a uh, one of those like hammer tong five or six goal games. Um, Leicester were brilliant in the last game. Uh, they won four one at Villa. I didn't think Villa were that bad. I just thought Leicester were excellent, but they could have had like six or seven goals if they'd been a little bit more clinical. And uh, I think at home they're gonna they're gonna take some of that out on Norwich who are just awful defensively. I haven't uh haven't really seen them put in a good defensive performance since that Manchester City game where they just went kind of crazy one time. So So do you think Leicester we haven't had to ask this question too much of Leicester this year because they haven't had European football to contend with. But they do have a uh Carabao Cup quarterfinal in midweek at Everton coming up after this game. Do you think they maybe lose focus at all? Like, do you think uh, Rogers is maybe just trying to win that trophy? I don't think so. I think uh, I think they got a good amount of depth right now, and they've gotten kind of lucky with injuries. They haven't had a, a big injury to Sionichu or Avardi, and yeah, I think if they had a big injury there, like you're, you, we might be able to, we might change our outlook on them. But right now, I think they've got depth. They can rotate. And uh, they're keeping all their players relatively fresh. So, I don't know. It's it's really interesting to me how he can keep the energy up and and keep this run going. Because yeah, to me they're they're gonna win these next couple of games against uh, Norwich and Everton in the midweek pretty easily in my mind. So really good slate of nine a.m. games uh, this weekend. The first of which is gonna be this Manchester United Everton game at Old Trafford, uh, and kind of brings into question my big uh, theory on Manchester United and everyone's big theory on them. Uh, 
that they're at their best playing on the counterattack against other, you know, big six teams where they haven't lost yet this season and have the best record in my United. I'm sad I missed that pod because I was going to, I don't know if I would have predicted a United win for that city result, but I may have said like a draw. Well, it was one of my best of the week. It's one of my yeah, best of the United week. United have been pretty good lately. But you know, Marcus Rashford looked like Cristiano Ronaldo in the last like couple of games to me. He's just been like unbelievable. He takes penalties really well. You're right. He's really good. No, he's taker. just been like unbel- like uh, like untouchable. Like one of the best players, if not the best player in the league right now. Marcus Rashford has six non-penalty goals this season. So you know, everyone everyone needs to calm down a little bit. Okay, but Marcus right now is the best. He's the best player in the league right now. In my <laughs> lol. lol, him and Vardy um, <laughs> between him and Vardy. I was about to say, I don't think you can lick Vardy's boot right now. Um, but we haven't seen Manchester United have this same level of success against a team that's everyone knows is going to sit deep on them, and Everton are for sure going to do that. Uh, that's exactly what they did to Chelsea and going on the road to Old Trafford, where you know I think they'd be fine with just a point in this one. Uh, it, it, all signs point to United needing to have a little bit more class and creativity on the ball and i just i don't know where that's coming from in their team right now like are you are you confident they're fred gonna be god. this weekend i've been i've been touting fred fred god for a while now alex you don't understand fred finds these balls in between the lines i don't know he does it better than pogba like when he has mctominay next to him and he doesn't really have to worry as much about the defensive responsibility it seems like i don't know or maybe he's just been practicing all season he's like now used to playing in the in that united midfield and yeah, he makes a lot of the right decisions. He plays really good balls in between the lines, and he plays he plays really well with Daniel James, um, and with Martial. So I, I like I like how they they you know run in, in between the def- defenders. They interchange with each other, um, and sometimes players like Daniel James and Martial both track back. It seems like, I mean, Solskjaer called Daniel James the best defensive winger he thinks in the world. Um, and uh-huh. you kind of really need to watch this kid. He he just runs up and down the line the entire time from the first to the ninetieth minute, and he does track back really, really well as compared to some other wingers that you see in in the modern game. So, um, having wingers that can work hard, Martial isn't as hardworking, but you can see from his Mourinho days that he does track back a lot. Um, so, just having those those hardworking players, and it seems like it it it's all clicking for United right now. I mean, they've beaten two really good sides. Um, in Tottenham and in United, in City, and those were the games that they we thought they were gonna like trip up in and they were gonna lose. So I think they they've got kind of a decent run coming up now. Yeah, but they've also solidified the idea I just laid out. You know, all, you look at the goals they're they're scoring. It's either penalties or it's uh, or even if you just look at the chances they create. It's all basically stuff off the counterattack. Realistically, how many of those opportunities with nine or ten players on the opposition side high up the field, are they going to get in behind against an Everton team that's just not going to let that happen? I, I, I could see a draw coming here and like the air kind of being let out of the the United hype balloon right now. So I, I'm not going to use it as my bet of the week. I'm going to move on to the next game for that. But um, would you say United win this weekend? Or Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd give it... I'm going to say 2-0 United. We'll see if uh, Fred comes through. I, I still have my questions about him. I was 
optimistic at first, completely fell out of love with him, and now he's slowly winning my trust back. So I'm not I'm not ready to completely give up on him. It's McTominay um, also who makes him. Yeah, uh, McTominay. McTominay's uh, uh, was a big a miss for them. Fantastic player. And again, when Pogba's back, the McTominay Fred Pogba midfield. Yeah, I don't know about maybe, that. Maybe that's I don't something. Know if Pogba makes the midfield better. I mean, right now Jesse Lingard's playing that ten role, and he works really hard. So Pogba. Isn't gonna he's a better. He's a he's a really good counterattacking threat for sure. He was like one of the keys to unlocking that, is, those counterattacks against is, against but City. But Lingard is as well. Lingard was playing super well. No, no, I'm saying I'm saying Lingard was. I was oh, I'm Lingard, talking about yeah, Lingard. Lingard was really that. important at, 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 for that like counterattacking. The pace that he has. I don't know. I think it's so difficult to handle that front four. It's the fastest like front four in the league. Yeah, we're only we're almost halfway through December. It's almost time's almost up for Jesse Lingard this season. You know he only scores an assist in December? No? Okay. Over your head. Whatever. Uh, on that note, let's move on to the uh, Wolves-Tottenham game. Uh, also at 9 a.m. Uh, this is my bet of the week. Lock it in. Wolves to beat Tottenham. Both to score plus 500. Tell me I'm wrong. Wolves over Tottenham. I kinda, That's pretty good. Both to score. Plus, plus 500? 500. Yeah. Come on. You should, give you me... should put five bucks on that. Maybe you'll, you'll make 25 or 30. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I'm telling the people. Better yet, I'm telling the people. I'm giving this away for free. This just just lock this in. Throw I like that bet. ten bucks good. on this, and you know, go buy yourself a couple drinks afterwards with the, with your winnings. You know that that that's on me. Um, Tottenham are coming off a loss at uh, Bayern Munich in a kind of meaningless game. Uh, they didn't get embarrassed like they did in the the first Bayern Munich game, uh, but it's a loss nonetheless with a, a good few of their B team in. Um, the same questions I just posed about uh, United, I'm still kind of having about Tottenham. And they kind of shoved that in my face last week when they just dismantled Burnley at home. But there were a lot of moments in that game where I thought Burnley were just like naive. Like the, the Son goal, as great as it was, they had about three different chances to take him down and just take the yellow card. And, you know, good for him. That's one of the goals of the season. If it doesn't win goal of the season, then I'll be excited to see which one does because that means it will be a, a real beauty. But, um, yeah, the, 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 that's I think that's a pretty built-in excuse for uh, for the, the, the song goal last week. Like, why is no one taking him down there? Um, and then Harry Kane had a couple of nice goals, including a, a rip from outside the box. So he looks to be getting back to his best. But Wolves, I think, are firing on all cylinders right now. And... They'll be fine, even even at home, to sit back yeah, and just pick Tottenham off on the slick, counter. Slick, slick, one touch and and high pressing energy football. I mean, they did just come off a not great result against a Brighton side that I think is playing pretty well right now. Um, so I think you could two two, maybe, you not terrible, two two on the road. Bit. Yeah, I think you can excuse it a little bit. Um, I think both teams will probably feel like they could have won that game. Um, I kind of I, I kind of like that you're calling Wolves to win this. They've been really good at home, and but then again, Jose Mourinho he's been uh, he's been fantastic at Tottenham. They did lose against Bayern Munich uh, yesterday in the Champions League. Both teams were already qualified, so I don't know how much stock to put in that. A lot of the players were rested; they didn't start their um, full teams. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm curious. I I think this might be a draw. I don't really see Wolves winning here. Um, I kind of think Tottenham are, are on too good for. I could even see Tottenham nicking a win as well, um, just because of how well all of their players are playing right now. Uh, Ryan Sessignon popped up with a goal against Bayern Munich uh, midweek, and that's another player that you kind of you kind of think that he he might be good under Mourinho. 
Um, and I think he was playing at left back or left wing like back. Left, one left of those wing positions. back, yeah. Um, and yeah, if you see him trot out uh, Cessignon again, I don't know. It, it could be something that catches Wolves off guard. And the way that Wolves like to play with their with their fullbacks really high up the pitch, and um, you know, uh, Doherty and Johnny are always getting into the box, getting chances, and getting goals. I think you could see this Tottenham side um, exploit that a little bit. And I really like the the width that Mora, Son, and um, now players like Sessignon will will be able to provide for them. Yeah, I mean, funnily enough, I, I agree with you. The the two wingbacks for Wolves are a threat, and but they could still be taken advantage of. Um, but the midfield is somewhere, or like the middle of the park is somewhere I think they've improved like enough this season like somehow Jao Matinho is like even better this year than he was last year I, I, I mean I'm not sure exactly how old he is but you know he's not getting younger I think he's in his like early to mid 30s now and I don't know that just seems like an area where Tottenham are still trying to figure things out Mourinho is still trying to figure out what his best midfield three or midfield partnership is and he hasn't really been able to rely on one of I know Dyer, he doesn't Winks like Harry and- Winks yeah. He likes Dyer, Sissoko, um, and then he's like trying to figure, and then Ali, you know. He he's got Ndombele still, who he, he hasn't really given much of a chance of like yeah, starting in the first maybe team. Maybe Ndombele as well, yeah. I mean, but it, it's an area where there's some, there's some. I know indecision. he doesn't really like Ericsson too much either. He's already he knows Ericsson's clear. out. He knows Ericsson's out. So he's right. just bringing him in when he needs like quick, like creativity off the bench. Um, yeah, but that's an area of like. Uh, indecisiveness in the Tottenham team that I think uh, Wolves can take advantage of and actually, you know, uh, like control the game a little bit more than we maybe used to. But yeah, that's going to be a really interesting one. I may have actually watched that one over the United Everton game at 9 a.m. on Sunday, um, and it of course leads us to 11:30 uh, Sunday morning, Arsenal Manchester City at the Emirates. Javier, you're not going to do it, are you? You're not going to pick a positive result for Arsenal. Like you, you teased it before. No, but we like I've been recording. doing it every week. I've been calling for the Arsenal draw. Why don't I just do it again this week? Is that really that crazy of a result? Yes. Plus four forty. Yes. Yes. You think that's that just crazy. Like insane. I think Bournemouth have a better chance of winning at Chelsea than you guys have of getting a draw against Manchester City at home. And that Bournemouth win that's is ridiculous. plus one thousand. Yours is no. plus a thousand, and mine's plus four forty. Get the right. fuck I'm out saying, of here. I'm saying that's wrong. Okay, and all right. Arsenal. I'm going to make my case right now. Arsenal are trash. Man City okay, are trash right can... now defensively. So, my case is Nico Pepe and Martinelli, both on form, both playing well with confidence. Aubameyang as well. So all three of our front players, they're playing pretty well right now. It's kind of a anomaly. The rest of the team isn't playing as well. Um, but there's a little bit of more belief in the squad, a little bit more spirit as, after a win and a draw getting through. Um, you know, We haven't lost in the last few games. hasn't been terrible. We had that one loss to Brighton under Freddie, which hasn't been great. But That was that was pretty recently. Yeah, that wasn't too long ago. But And then you, you should know, have lost at Norwich before that. Like probably. A lot of these draws are basically losses. Yeah. <laughs> Like the 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 Southampton draw that you came back from, like you had to come back twice in. Uh, yeah, it's, but like Manchester City have been horrendous defensively this year. Um, no, they have not been horrendous defensively. They've just been bad. They haven't been good, and I really don't like the Fernandino at center back. I think Angelino's hot garbage defensively. So um, I'm pretty sure that Manchester City haven't 
dropped points. They have a really good record against Arsenal, yeah. Yeah, they haven't dropped points in the league coming off a loss since Pep's first season. So that's like going on like three years now. This is the third year since then. They come back every time after they lose a league game and they either absolutely batter their opponents or they just comfortably win. So I'm I'm gonna go with like a three one Manchester City here. And I'm pretty confident about that. Like I, I don't really have Maybe any like sort 3-2 of three two Man City. But it could be a crazy three three, dude. It could be a crazy three three. We I think if you score two, they score like four. I think if you score two, they score four. You're also I having think they these crazy been games. In four lately, though. You're, they you're having these crazy. In. They don't have Aguero. They just did it to Raheem Zagreb. They just did it to Burnley. Cylinders. They just did it to Burnley and Zagreb in like the last week. All right, we're better than those teams. I don't know about that, man. Burnley are ahead of you in the table, aren't Watch they? Watch them just spank us five nil, and I'm just like, I hate my life. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think that I think it'll be like three two or three three. I honestly think, and I'm I'm not saying this to troll you. I'm sure it will come off as that, but I'm being honest. I honestly think the best Arsenal and their fans should hope for this weekend is that City don't just absolutely destroy you guys. I think if it's like a two nil loss at home. And like you make you create a few chances and you're just not clinical enough, and then you lose two nil. I think you can kind of be like, I mean, that's to be expected, you know. Like that's just the state of your form right now. Like one win against West Ham does not like erase the past month and a half to two months of just not even mediocrity, just at, like utter shit. Like you guys have been on relegation form before that West Ham win, like seriously relegation form. Like you can't just wipe that. Well, out no, of we've the way. been you drawing have... a shitload of games. We haven't been losing. Yes, that, many that is games. relegation form. If you draw all thirty-eight games, you have thirty-eight points, and you get relegated. <laughs> like that's. Like, I'm just. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I'm past it with Arsenal fans trying to convince you of how. We're shit not you, you fuck. It wasn't relegation. You're the, form. You're the ones. We, we you're the ones that are actually the watching zone. them. We're not to Chelsea. Week. Nice try though. How how are you guys watching them week to week and still coming to the conclusion that you could like get something out of Manchester City at home? Like, like you said, you guys don't do anything to Pep's Manchester. It's City. It's because we have these we have players. It's that's not like I know that you think that our players are just shit, but I, I mean I know for a matter of fact that oh you oh you have players all right. We have players that can get results. That these players were able to win two nil against Chelsea last year, two nil against United, two nil against Tottenham keep clean sheets and win these games comfortably and play well. You can't mm-hmm. tell me that this squad, which is better mm-hmm. than last year's squad, can't Oh, do is that. it? Yeah, it is. It is. Overall, really? it's a better squad than last Man, year. Man, you could have fooled me from what we I've have been watching depth the majority our of this season. More depth in our back line, in our midfield, and in our forwards. We have our, our young players are playing really well. There's definitely more depth overall in the squad this year. But who did we who who did we lose? Depth-wise, from this year to last year, who like do you really think last year's a? a uh, I know that we had like better results at this point last year, but we'll see at the end of the year. If we get <sighs> Champions League at the end of the year, whatever, however it takes, it'll be a better year. I, I don't even I don't even know how to approach it anymore. You guys are literally on the worst run you've been on. Oh no, we're on since we're on a terrible Wenger. run. We're not since before run. Wenger, since twenty years ago, like almost twenty five years ago, and, right? Uh, we also haven't had a manager. You know, I guess like, that's why they call them fans. <laughs> yeah, gotta be delusional somehow. You know? All right. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, 
that'll make me feel better when Chelsea like do draw Bournemouth this weekend, and I can at least be like, well, if Javier thinks Arsenal can be can draw Manchester City, then Chelsea can come back from this. Um, but uh, Javier, what's going to be your official bet of the week this week? My official bet of the week will be I'm in between the Arsenal draw, Man City at plus four forty, and Aston Villa draw at plus two seventy. Um, away at Sheffield, I kind of like that one. Um, I think Villa have been playing pretty well, and Sheffield have been leaky. So, I'm going to take the Aston Villa draw plus two seventy away at Sheffield. Yeah, the the initially great defense of Sheffield has kind of uh, staggered the last uh, few weeks. Notably, that United game uh, that they gave up a like a two nil lead, and then. Uh, uh, the Newcastle last week or two weeks ago. So yeah, they're, they're starting to slip up a little bit. Um, I mentioned Andrews uh, Liverpool Watford over 3.5 goals at plus 106. He also has uh, the city win and both to score at plus 120 uh, in that Manchester city Arsenal game. And uh, then he has a Wolves Tottenham score draw at, at plus 330. Uh, you know, kind of along in the same vein as my Wolves over Tottenham, a kind of negative result for, for Spurs. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see how all those games play out. It's, I'm looking forward to it. Um, we've got Carabao Cup coming up in midweek afterwards, and then we've got uh, the return of uh, like Premier League. Uh, in what do you call it? We've got like three games in like six days for every team, starting the beginning of Christmas week. So plenty of games coming up. Um, Javier, thanks for coming on. Uh, you can follow us on social media uh, at asmos92 for my Twitter and Instagram, at JavierRev9 for his Instagram, and uh, at GhostGoalPod for uh, the general podcast Twitter and Instagram accounts. And then, of course, at Andrew Passaro for, uh, for your boy. Um, thanks for listening, and until next time. Bye.